Over and over again, the Bible reminds us to seek out wisdom. But how exactly do we do that? Today on Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake, we'll learn what wisdom is and how to find it. Drake Hunter is senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, founder of the nonprofit Four Dimensional Living, as well as the author of three books, including his latest Wonderfully Weird and the soon to be published fourth book, Wonderfully Weird Goodness. Now, this week's edition of Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake Hunter. Welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake. I'm your host, John Waters, and with me, of course, the one and only Pastor Drake. Hello, sir. Hello, and good uh, good day. Welcome to the month of June. Yes, isn't it wonderful? This year is just moving along very, very quickly, that's for sure. I like June because it's telling me uh, I'm going to be at camp next month, uh, and true. I love uh, going out to uh, camp, Bible camp, with uh, our senior high kids and spending 10 days with them and, and really just connecting and building relationships and really helping them out where, where they're at in their lives. So here we are in June, and I'm really looking forward to uh, this month, of course, getting into July, where I get to spend some just wonderful time, quality time with our young people. People. So I'm, I'm eager for that to happen. Absolutely. Well, and last month we celebrated Mother's Day. This yes. month we get to celebrate the dads. Yes. And of course, at our church, we're, we celebrate through uh, that car show that we do every year. And uh, that's always exciting where people are bringing out their, you know, their cars, uh, be it their Priuses or their really old cars. I don't know. <laughs> they bring whatever car they want. <laughs> but uh, they come out and what a great day that is uh, to really connect and and just just be part of the family and the community. You know, this is an outreach for us, John, and right. you know that. And it's great because that's what ministry is all about, connecting, not only in our own little fellowship, but we open the doors and we get to connect with folks throughout uh, Morgan County and even beyond. So, yeah, that's, that's an exciting time for us as well to build relationship and, and just – uh, really be the church that God has asked us to be in, and that's to be the light, uh, light on that, that hill that we could truly reflect uh, Jesus in everything we do. Absolutely. Well, we continue on now our journey with the wonderfully weird commands of Jesus. And uh, this week, uh, another very interesting one that uh, maybe is misunderstood at yes. times, uh, but the command is be wise as serpents. Yes, let's be wise. Wisdom right? Rather than being foolish. You know, and the interesting <laughs> part, uh, Jesus always uh, kind of uh, throws us for, you know, kind of takes it in different directions sometimes. And I find it interesting that he says, be wise as serpents, because looking back to Genesis chapter yes. three, it was through the serpent that sin entered the world. Yes. But, but you know, that cunning piece there, we have to be cunning as Christians. Now, we're not... Our, our perspective is not evil or bad or whatever. It's good. And we can use that same, let's say, analogy here mm -hmm. uh, because God did create the serpent. And so we can use the good of that and truly lean into uh, what wisdom is and be that person that's going to be wise as a serpent so that we can truly live out a relationship with God and each other where we're truly being fulfilled through. We're being effective or fruitful in that as we're developing God's plan and fulfilling his purpose as we move uh, just one pebble at a time, not only in time, but 
in eternity. And good night. There's n- is there any better life than that, John? Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> well, um, as always, we like to start with a question. Yes. And so, Drake, what is our question this week to set up this command? It definitely lean t- it leans towards wisdom. And here it is. Here's the question. Do you sense how you are thinking and acting is adding value to life? And we're going we're gonna to be talking about that because that's part of the definition of wisdom. And we say, we hope so. I say, we hope so. And, and that's what we're going to uh, find out today. Uh, are you thinking and acting, we're going to say it this way, like Jesus, to add value to life? That's our question today. All right. Well, this command sits in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. And uh, Drake, give us the passage. Let me read it out of the ESV. That's a word-for-word translation. Here Jesus says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Now, there's a lot here, John. My goodness, just in just a few words. But we have to understand a few things. So let's kind of uncover a couple of things uh, a couple of words in this verse so we can understand. First and foremost, sheep. You know, John, I think I've heard so many different messages preached on sheep, but we have to understand the primary gist of uh, this, uh, let's say this metaphor, this this analogy, is direction. That's the lesson. When you read sheep in the Bible, think of direction. Okay. Because there's a lot of, I get it, you can be entertaining, you can even be kind of, you can go in all kinds of different directions with the bugs. You know, I've heard preaching with bugs in the sheep, and that represents the brokenness and uh, over-spiritualizing everything. Listen, sheep means direction of God. Uh, Jesus is, of course, God, the man God, and we follow his direction, and the sheep hear his voice. And that's why it's so important to understand what this is, because if we are not following God in that direction through being baptized through the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, well, we've got to be careful because then we're out of the we're out of the will of God. And who wants to be out of the will of God among, uh, you know, wolves? Mm-hmm. Because wolves exist everywhere, not only uh, outside in the sense of the community, everything outside the church, but they do exist in the church as well. Absolutely. And we have to understand that. And so, again, Jesus said, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents. And we already talked about serpents, but be innocent as doves. Well, good night. I think of the command uh, gentleness here, kindness, uh, going back to the fruit of the Spirit. We are to act, excuse me, we are to think and act as God thinks, and he only thinks upon the fruit of the Spirit. And when we put the fruit of the Spirit, of course, gentleness and kindness and love, everything that it is, that's who we are to be. And we're going to be innocent in God's fruit, not in man's and guilty in man's world. Does that make sense, John? Yes, Yeah. absolutely. All right. There's a lot to it, uh, but hopefully we gave you a a couple of pieces there. But never forget uh, sheep. Yes, we're, we are a sheep, but that represents, the gist of that is direction, God's direction. If we can understand that and get focused in God's goodness in that direction, you're going to do well. All right. Well, coming back to this command, uh, be wise as serpents, then what is this command really all about? 
Well, it is about being committed and engaged in a loving and trusting relationship with God and others to enjoy, let's say, the advantages of kingdom living. And let me say this, now and for all eternity. So it's about wisdom, of course. Now, John, here, here's, here's something we need to understand. We freely accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And at that moment, we receive the free gift of God's love. However, we've got to create a relationship, and that's where trust comes into uh, the, the, let's say, the relationship equation, so that then we have a nice, I call it an antithesis, love and trust, that will get us in tune with God. My point here is love is a gift, but trust is earned, and it's earned through developing wisdom. And if we can understand that and our responsibility in what that is and actually applying it and doing it and, and building, let's say, the house of wisdom in, in our relationship with God and others, you are going to then develop and become mature in the faith. And, and as you're objectively and incrementally doing this, you're going to become mature and wise in that loving relationship, again, with God and others. Of course, with God and others is one times one times one times one times one. Others being the family of God where we all become one in that. And then we are truly the church, the body of Christ, if you will. Then we can be loving and wise and, tr and we'll say trusting there together. Okay. Well, we've, we talk about wisdom a lot here on the show, Drake. And uh, so for those who maybe haven't been with us the entire time or uh, maybe uh, have missed it somewhere along the way, give us a definition what you mean by wisdom, what wisdom is. Absolutely. Let me give you the general revelation. We can, then we'll lean, in, lean into the Bible. So the general definition is, is this, and I've said it many times. Wisdom is the ability to think and act like Jesus— utilizing knowledge, experience, understanding, uh, agreement, we can say common sense in the faith there, and insight. Now, again, there's a lot there. Uh, we can spend a whole semester just on that <laughs> definition and uncover each uh, aspect of that and then fall into the details, but we're not going to do that. But there it is. There's the general common definition of what wisdom is. Let me read it again to make sure we can uh, get that into our mind. Wisdom is the ability to think and act like Jesus. There's the Christian faith. Utilizing knowledge, experience, understanding, agreement, and insights. Mm. Now, King Solomon, of course, is famous uh, for asking for wisdom to discern between right and wrong, good and evil, to build trust with God and people. What I just mentioned earlier, to build that relationship, that loving relationship that is free, and then to develop the trust that is needed through wisdom so we can earn now that trust with God and others so that we can truly uh, be fulfilled and be fru uh, fruitful in, in the faith or and or God's plan. Hmm. Yeah, it, you know, I've I've always uh, marveled at that story of King Solomon, and and uh, so talk about that a little bit, that story. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, and we have to put ourselves in King Solomon's shoes because we have the same opportunity his, he, he had when he asked the question. Now, we, if you don't know the question, King Solomon uh, had a dream, and in that dream, God asked, 
what shall I give you, King Solomon? Now, he could have asked for anything. Mm -hmm. He could have asked, uh, let's say, for wealth, victory in the battle that was well needed at the time, a long life, etc. But he didn't. What did King Solomon ask for? Well, we know he asked for wisdom. And this is a picture that we have to grab onto and relate to because we need to put ourselves into King Solomon, a broken human being just like you and I. I think sometimes, John, we get lost in some of these titles and status. Uh, let's take that away. And here is young Solomon. Mm-hmm. He, he's not, a, he's not in, in age or even wise at the time. And again, like a lot of young people, when I say young people, I'm not just talking physical uh, or uh, the physical aspect of who we are. I'm speaking of young in Christ. You can be saved uh, at 60 years old. Well, the first thing you should do is do exactly what King Solomon did here. In uh, It was First Kings chapter 3 where he says, you know what? I want wisdom. We need to ask for wisdom if we expect to have that relationship, uh, that loving relationship to develop and grow in the trust of God. Lean not into your own understanding, but lean into the, tr- uh, the trust of God. Wait a sec. I, I think I got that backwards. John, help me out here. <laughs> lean not on your own understanding. You yeah, but <laughs> This makes me think of uh, uh, the command to seek first the kingdom of God, because yes. uh, by asking God for wisdom, what Solomon in effect was saying, I want to rule like you would rule. So I'm seeking first your kingdom. Yes. And, and God then did exactly what that command says he will do. Then he added all those other things that Solomon would need as king. That's exactly right. And and again, good night. We can, right now, if we wanted to, we can go back to command number one and go through each command, these wonderfully weird commands that then systematically build on each other. And, and here we are deep into these commands, the teachings now. And of course, we get back to, well, be wise as serpents, Jesus says. And I've given you these teachings. I've given you these things to do. Now, let really uh, think about stepping into it where now you're going to uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna need to discern excuse me discern life so that you can really develop a stronger relationship again not only with God and each other but in life so a lot to it and here we are uh, I'm trying to even remember what number this is I think we're we're up there towards in the 20s now uh, and a lot of teachings happening to this point but now it's time to really Take uh, take those teachings and apply them to your life, and now we can be we can be wise, or or at least start being wise and being uh, discerning, uh, where we're going to be discreet. Everything that we've learned. Uh, good night for the last 20 weeks. Well, you know, we uh, were to seek wisdom, and uh, the question that folks may be asking out there, Drake, is so. How do I find wisdom? Well, fortunately, King Solomon, uh, through uh, the Holy Spirit's yes. leading, gave us a book of wisdom. That's right. So we know by asking for wisdom, it pleases God. Okay, let's do that. And exactly right. Uh, because of that experience, knowledge, wisdom of King Solomon, we now have that book, as you just shared, John. And we can truly uh, lean into the book of Proverbs here and, and say, good night. Uh, let's use this recipe rather than man's w- recipe to build wisdom. And uh, we we got to understand uh, the book of wisdom and why it's so important. Now, understand this. The mission of the book of wisdom that King Solomon provided is to build wisdom. 
Now, we know that because we, we read it in the very first few verses of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 1, 1 through 7 sets it up, tells, tells us exactly what this book is all about. And if we can get into to, to this in the sense of our project of building wisdom, you're going to do well. Let me just read some verses uh, out of Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. Let me read them so that we can truly understand what it is. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of, uh, of David, king of Israel, says this in verse 2. The book of Proverbs is to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, making choices, in righteousness, not being right, folks, that's living right, justice, and what's that word, John? Equity. Equity, to give prudence to the simple, that's structure, knowledge, and discretion to the youth. Verse 5, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the word of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instructions. Now, let me say this. I've got to say that. Fools despise wisdom and instructions. You know, John, I've been a leader, a pastor uh, in churches, uh, leaders in organization. And one of the first questions I ask is, do you understand wisdom? Can you define what it is? Now I'll go to my church experience, my ministry experience. And typically I go in and I ask this question and people that have been in church for decades cannot even share what wisdom is. Now, if they do, it's typically in the conventional wisdom or man's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And they completely miss the mark. And so what has happened then at that point, I'm assessing going, folks, we've got to go after wisdom. What are you praying about? Well, I'm praying that uh, God, you know, will help me uh, pay my bills next month. Uh, I'm, I'm praying for longer life by I'm praying for my health. Look at all the prayers. Listen to all the prayers that are out there from the saints. Now, is there anything wrong with that? Well, let's look at this through the lenses of wisdom. Well, we should be asking for wisdom, not for those things. And, John, you know this. I'm not a real radical public prayer for that reason. Because we should be asking for wisdom in all situations. And when we can truly understand that, gain a, Lord, give us more knowledge. Uh, we, we're going to need a more experience in this suffering, perhaps. Uh, and we, we have to seek your face, God, so we can gain understanding. That's how we should be praying and really leaning into wisdom when it comes to our prayer life and learning and understanding everything so that then we can come together in the common sense of our faith that then we become insightful and, and wise ourselves so we can discern and then do the proper thing, do the best thing, if you will, that uh, that is relevant and that will help the situation wherever that might be. You know, for a long time, there was the WWJD bracelets and okay. things. What yes. would Jesus do? And that's exactly what that's talking about is wisdom, seeing it from God's perspective. Right. And whatever the situation may be, using the wisdom of God by saying, what would Jesus do in this particular situation? Yeah. And so, folks, if you're a Christian and you're not leaning into this and then wisdom makes you uncomfortable or you despise it, well, there's only one other side to that, and that's foolishness. 
And sometimes we have to see and face reality so that we can truly, uh, let's say, turn the ship around, if you will. And we've got to point towards uh, God's wisdom so we can develop that trust that we're so desperately wanting in our day and age. So this is key, uh, key, key, key. This command, be as wise as a serpent, is, is now hopefully in, in your mind and you start thinking about it. Because are you wise or do you despise it? Again, the Bible is very clear. If you despise it, huh, then we're on the other side of wisdom, which is foolishness. You know, as you mentioned, uh, because of King Solomon, we do have the book of Proverbs, the, the content of wisdom. So now we apply that to relationships. That's exactly right. Relationship with God and each other. Now, going, going back to Proverbs, now quickly, know this, it's all there. We've, we've talked about the different pillars that is necessary for wisdom. Proverbs 9.1, wisdom has built her house. So let's quickly just, let me quickly give this because I know we're running out of time here, but I want to give these pillars to make sure this is what you are asking for, what you're seeking, and, and, and the door that you're going to be stepping through so that you can gain knowledge. So again, Proverbs 9.1 says, wisdom has built her house. She has set it up its seven pillars. Now we have some details. Here, here are the seven pillars, if you're wondering. Uh, they are fear, delight, knowledge, might, counsel, understanding, and, of course, uh, wisdom, or we can say the total truth or total reality of God. That's Proverbs 8, 12 through 2, uh, excuse me, 12 through 14, that truly uh, shares those seven pillars. Well, Let's, uh, this command, uh, be wise as serpents, let's, uh, we've been alluding to it, you have throughout this, but let's just uh, lay it out there for folks why this command is so important. Now, this command is, it, it is important because it is needed to protect and grow our relationship, and, give, and it gives us the ability to discern wrong and right, good and evil. Discernment. Uh, in, in, in life, which we need so that we can discern between God's goodness and let's go back to the garden, the serpent's <laughs> deceiving influence that points us down the wrong path, which is evil or bad. And so that's exactly why it's so important. We become discerning people as we see King Solomon uh, in his experience, but more importantly, as we see the perfect one, Jesus, in his experience, as he's discerning and navigating this world just like us. Mm -hmm. He's the model. Don't forget, we're going to follow him. So he is using wisdom to discern uh, wrong and right, which would, would be uh, a moral experience, if you will. It's who you are internally uh, here that that we need to discern so that we can truly have a good life. And so now godly wisdom is necessary to be in tune with God's love. The key there, godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. Because, yeah, there's a lot of different interpretations out there. We're talking about relationship wisdom. We're talking about practical wisdom. We're talking about all things coming together in the integrity of God and his wisdom that truly uh, puts us in tune then with God as we're living life. Now, as I sh shared er earlier, God's love is a gift to all. We know that. But the Christian earns trust then through wisdom. 
godly wisdom. And we have to be part of that relationship in that love relationship. And our responsibility is to gain wisdom. And it's so radically needed in our day and age. And we cannot lean on our own understanding as I was sharing earlier in that moment of time. And so now the question is, how do we build wisdom? Again, we can sit here for years and talk about this. But uh, how do you build wisdom? Well, build, first and foremost, build a framework of wisdom around your life. Make sure the context of who you are is wisdom. Because I think we believe in part, this, this is the framework that we got to get around our life uh, in the sense of our faith. That's the reason we step into wisdom or step into Christ so that then we think and act like Christ. And so we have this framework of wisdom around our life. You do this again, this first by praying and asking God for wisdom. Rather than, this should be your, your number one ask rather than anything else. Then we seek it with all of our heart, mind, relationships, and strengths. That's how to begin this process. And let's get laser focused so that we then can build that trusting relationship. And then I can say earn, but better yet, grow in the faith and the relationship with God and others, where then as that trust build, builds, God is gonna give you so much. But if you do not lean into this and grow and develop, why would he give you the car keys? Mm -hmm. You're not ready for it. We've got to do our part. You know, I just uh, thought of something here, Drake. Through this program, uh, you're teaching people the commands of Christ, the yes. wonderfully weird commands of Christ. That's knowledge. Now it's incumbent upon each of us to pray and ask God to show us how to use these commands yes. in the way that is glorifying and honoring of him. And that is wisdom. Yeah. That's wisdom. That's exactly right. And, and we encourage you all, you know, teaching is spiritual in nature. We're going to help you understand these, but it's your responsibility to put them in place practically uh, through that how to and all that and you've got to do it you got to go after it yourself we can't do it for you we wish we can't we could but we can't and so yeah absolutely and then once that all comes together the knowledge the experience then you're going to get the understanding in the common faith of all of this common grace common everything and then you're going to develop the treasure or we can say insight uh, of god and then you yourself then of course will re uh, return that wisdom by serving man, serving each other with it, so that then you become one in Christ, where we're truly fulfilling God's plan and carrying out his purpose. And with that, I say amen and amen. Thank you and amen to that too. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake. Be sure you join us again next week, and we'll continue this journey. If you would like to learn more or have any questions or comments, please feel free to email Pastor Drake at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. To obtain your own copy of the book Wonderfully Weird, please log on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com and click on the button that says Buy the Book. Wonderfully Weird Living is a ministry of four-dimensional living offering wholeness coaching for mind, body, soul, and spirit. Also, would you please prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner to help the Wonderfully Weird Living ministry impact more and more lives? 
please log on to www.thenumber4dimensionalliving.com. That's 4dimensionalliving.com with the number 4. Now, for Pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters wishing you a wonderfully weird week.